Let's find our hymn books. Turn to page four. No, I'm just joking. Page 76. <laughs> page number 76. <clears throat> I'm glad I serve a speaking God. Yes, I This song says, Jesus spoke to me. Yes. Amen. <clears throat> natural hearing is nowhere near where it used to be, but I hope my spiritual hearing is sharper than it ever has been. So... <clears throat> Thank you. 
Psalms keeps you going. Amen. It's important what we listen to. Page 86.
for Vicki at Mulberry. She's in the hospital. Pray for Spruce and Pine. One of their houses burned down yesterday. And then, um, and then um, pray for uh, Todd and Bridget as they uh, push through with their new mobile church. Right. Yes. That's right. Let's also, if we can, remember uh, Brooklyn and Elise. Elisa, so let's remember her in prayer. Please remember Jackie and Zila. He's sick, and uh, hopefully he'll be back by Wednesday. Uh, Sister Linda. Sister Linda's not feeling well. Let's remember her in prayer. And uh, of course, then we've got several that we, I guess you could call it, we're chasing. So pray that the Lord will help us be able to catch them. Yeah. Fishing for men. Fishing for men. Yeah. I hadn't caught some of them yet. Amen. Has the Lord caught you? Yeah. Hook, line, and sinker. Do you remember my mom and dad? Uh, my mom seems to be doing fairly well, uh, all things considered, and, but my dad seems to be getting weaker and uh, don't want to admit it or face. Yeah. So just. Just pray for them. Uh, it's it's one thing to see someone that's well, and then they're gone. Right, right. And it's it's quite a little different thing to see someone slowly, slowly yes. go down. And so, uh, Dad's always been independent, made his decisions and decisions for a lot of other people. <laughs> Now it's turned, yes. and it's uh, a different life. So yes. please pray for them. Pray, pray, pray. Can you talk today? Pray for my brother, my middle brother. He's there pretty much all weekend and every night during the week, and uh, helping Daddy. He has got quite a challenge, and uh, he's got grandchild and family that he needs to see and he hasn't been able to see them and it's getting kind of tight. So do pray for them. My sister also. Thank you for praying for them so far. Seems like mom and dad have been uh, sick and didn't know if they were going to make it and they made it through and now they're still living so thank you for your prayers. But do continue to remember that. Please pray for us. We're going to be on the road, me, Debbie, and Bobby, all week long. Wow. Yeah. They're going to be out and about. So. <laughs> Remember them as they travel and have fun. Remember Brother Sam, especially. <laughs> He's going to need it with them. Yeah. <laughs> I told them all three of y'all traveling in the same vehicle. I don't know which one's going to win. <laughs> Do remember them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brother Robert, oh, sorry, Brother Jerry. Um, my grandma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a guy at the prison that I think he said, I don't understand it all, but I think he said he's got some kind of a trial or something going on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is Jesse, so if y'all could pray for him and, and pray that the Lord will really get hold of Jesse. Yes. All right. Remember my family, and um, I have some things coming up in the next several weeks that I believe that the Lord's got it. All right. 
Let's remember these needs and find a place to pray this evening and ask the Lord to help us. <clears throat>
come to free us from those things that we might live holy and righteous and in communion with him day by day and I do appreciate what the Lord's done for us do you amen Amen. it's a great great work great work Um, brother Robert if you will receive our Sunday night tithe and offering Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house once again, Father. We ask that you just bless this offering, Lord, that it be used to further your kingdom. Lord, we also ask that you bless this service, Father, that we can get in, Lord. Be able to focus on the world and more focus on you, Father. We ask that you just bless each and every one of us, that we get something out of tonight's message, Lord, that would help to impact our lives and and effectively cause that change that only you can cause, Lord. We ask all these things in your wonderful name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are honored here tonight to have a, a bishop, reverend. reverend. We are glad to have Sheila's dad. Amen. <laughs> and Bonnie. And we are so glad to have them. Brother, Brother Sam, if you would stand, testify, obey the Lord here tonight. Uh, just a word of knowledge. Reverend can be attached to anybody, but Bishop is an early type. And I am a bishop. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I tell people don't call me Reverend. Call me Sam, 
Yes. Anything you want to, but don't call me Reverend, you call me Bishop. Yeah. Just don't call me late for supper. That's right, I understand that. <laughs> it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes. It's good to have my name on the book. Yes. yes. Right. I was thinking about responsibilities and how responsibilities will always, as Christians, Dedicated to God, have a responsibility. You never outgrow them. You never outlive them. You're right. always there. That's right. And what is my responsibility as a father? What was my responsibility as a grandfather? What was my responsibility? That's right. As a great grandfather. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Responsibility. I got it down pat. I know what it is. Yeah. It's to serve God with all my heart, yeah. yes. soul, and mind. Yes. Yes. Keep my eyes on Jesus. That's right. Set an example of how to serve the Lord. Right. Walk with the, not just a visitation every now and then of the Holy Spirit, but that the Holy Spirit abides. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He just don't come just in spurts, but he took you to bold up and he stays there. That's right. Walks with you all. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And when I take my last breath, he'll be right there. With that's me. right. And it's not a thing. And it's not Mother God, it's Father God. Yeah. 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 That's right. Get that. Yeah. yeah. This world likes to change that. Yeah. Professors and universities and and seminars are teaching to pray to Mother God, but it's not Mother God. I ain't right. doing that. The Lord's Prayer <laughs> teaches our Father which are in heaven. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right. Holy name. That's yeah. right. And when the angels Announced to Joseph that child that would be born to Mary, it said to Joseph, His name yes. shall be called Jesus. Amen. Did you know Amen. Mary and Joseph didn't really name that child? That's right. But it's God that named it. That's right. And His name is Jesus. Thank the Lord. And He paid the price. Yes, He has. Oh, Calvary. Wonderful. Died. Shed His precious blood. Yes. Grave could not hold it. Yes. Thank the Lord. Thank God. He yeah. lived. That's right. Not only that, but he ascended to the Father. And he yes. told his disciples, he ascended to the other company. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm glad I know that confidence. He's my Savior. That's right. God bless you. God bless you. I'm to be with you, Brother Jeff, in the house of the Lord. And always looking forward to traveling with that young lady called Sheila. Oh. And I'll promise you when I give her that look, she'll straighten up. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brother Robert, you don't have to learn that look. Haven't <laughs> 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 learned it yet. Uh, difference between a husband and a dad. Thank the Lord. Amen. All right. So y'all go ahead. Get us out of this. <laughs>
thank the Lord for his goodness, and I too am glad to have Brother Sister Parker here. You know, the Lord has been, I've been walking some of Brother Robert's trials here lately, uh, my sister and I, and my brother, and different situations we're going through. And uh, I have a daddy that taught me how to pray. Amen. Parents divorced. You know, and I've told the story many times, you know, one, two hours. You can't never get away from that. I was probably 9, 10, 11 years old. But now my dad is getting older. And uh, he's, you know, if time proceeds and goes on, he's going to meet the Lord. He's going to meet him before me. But we don't ever know our time. That's right. But, uh, you know, I have told my husband, i got to be in my right mind. God help me. I don't want to meet the Lord with nothing between me and thee. And so I asked my dad, you know, my dad would tell me, there's little foxes now that he's having a fight as he gets closer home. And but he don't he can't notice them. Brother Parker talked about the Spirit of the Lord. He convicts you, he'll deal with you. Sister People told us. That the devil doesn't stop till the day you quit breathing. We know this. But my dad, my precious dad, little foxes. He said, Teresa, every day I'm having to fight them. The same battle, he said, it's going to be until the end. Watching, following my Savior every single step. And you know, I too have a vision of that homeland. I don't want to make it. I told my husband this. I said, I don't care how much I beg for drugs. Don't give them to me. Let my mind be right. If there's anything between me and thee, I got to fix it over here. Right. You may say, Sister Butler, you know, if you believed in the Baptist way, you'd be okay, which most of our Pentecostal people are believing that now. But I know better. That's right. Oh, I know better. That's right. I, I studied about the Spirit of the Lord is, uh, I mean, the Spirit of man is the candle, I believe, of the Lord. And uh, the, the commentary I wrote, read after said, that's your conscience. Mine's still sharp, Brother Ron. He still deals with me. If I say a little pinch of a rough word to him, i got to go make it right that quick. There is one who says, no further. That's right. And this. Right. I want my record clean. Y'all sing with this. Sing with us. I don't know if I will ever understand it. Why it always happens like it does. He
faithful. And He will do that which He said He would do. And I appreciate the Lord for that. I've learned to trust Him. When I first got saved, I didn't really know what all to expect. It's the first time I've been saved, you know. Come on. What do you expect from a, a God you can't see? Huh? You can't put your hand on Him. And I had to learn how to call Him up. And I had to learn how to enter into His presence. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. This isn't all a learned thing. But we learn it through experience. In trusting the Lord. What's trusting? It's when you're blind and you can't see and you're at the cliff's edge. And the Lord says, jump. Jump. Walk on water. Huh? We have to learn to exercise our faith. To trust His Word more than what we've trusted. What, what was that lady's name that everybody would write to? Huh? Dear Abby. We need to trust Jesus. His Word is true. But Brother Jeff, that was over 2,000 years ago and this is 2022. It's just as relevant today as it was when it was written. Even the Old Testament part. Just as good for us today. If we'll be willing to get under that yoke, that responsibility. I realize, Brother Sam, I'm not that old, I don't think. You know, talk to some people, they think I am pretty old, but when I say certain things, I think they have no idea what I'm talking about. A yoke. Huh? A yoke? That is not the yellow of an egg. A yoke is something that was put across our backs. Really put across animals' backs. You'd put two of them together, yoke them together, and you'd plow the fields. Huh? We need to get under the yoke of the Lord. Get under that burden that He has. Let me tell you something. You say, well, Brother Jeff, I don't need no burden. The burden of the Lord is light. It's not hard. Come on. But we need to get under that. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. There's not a lot of Scripture about a lot of things that are going to happen afterwards, but I thank the Lord for enough Scripture about heaven that makes me want to go. How about you? I want to go. Amen. Well, Brooklyn, you didn't contact me back, so you're just going to have to get what we got. Thank the Lord. Glad for Brooklyn and us. Lisa coming and being with us here this evening and um, been praying for them. You know, this world is our enemy and is trying to destroy us. And um, peer pressure, social pressure, things of this world are, are so great right now.
But I want to tell you with Jesus, we can break free. We don't have to be bound. And so, you would turn with me to the book of Jude. Book of Jude. We'll start on verse 20. Verse 20. Be a little pastoral message here tonight. All right. When you have it, say amen. amen. Those that can, stand with us. Jude, verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You. We thank You that You are the eternal God. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who brought salvation to man. We thank you for that great gift given by the Father. That, Lord, you would come and give yourself a sacrifice for mankind. And, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that the laws that are unknown to us, that are beyond us, Lord, that, Lord, they couldn't kill you. Because there is no sin in you. I thank you that you laid down that perfect life. And that Lord you shed your perfect blood. And that Lord on the third day you rose again. Victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus, thank you. My hope is there. And it's all in you. Come by Lord, anoint these feeble lips of clay. Help us to say words, things that will spur us, enlighten us. Help us, Lord, to live more like you, we pray. In your blessed and holy and righteous and wonderful name, that name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. Here this evening, the little book of Jude. It's little in the number of words. It's small in comparison to Psalm 119. But it is not little in the Spirit. And here, I don't know what Bible study, what you guys who are studying the Bible like I do believe, but I do believe this was the brother of Jesus himself. Just like the book of James was the brother of Jesus. You know, Jesus had brothers and sisters. I might add, 
half-brothers and sisters. Only Jesus was born without sin and of a virgin, Mary his mother. These other children were of, uh, of Joseph. But James and Jude and Mary, from what history tells us, were saved at the resurrection. Aren't you glad? Huh? They believed. James rose up to be the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And Jude, his brother, wrote this great book to us. This book of encouragement, but also of warning. This book is as relevant today as it has ever been. We are... I guess according to some of us living in the days of Noah, huh? Wicked days, but oh, I thank the Lord for the power of God. I love it. You say, Brother Jeff, what are you talking about? Though things are dark and hard, my word, the word of the of the Bible, of the Lord's word, said, where sin doth abound. Grace does much more abound. Woo! We can make it, folks. That's right. We can make it. And so Jude wrote this book, and he titled it, he said, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. I want to ask you, are you called here tonight? Ah, oh, I thank the Lord. You may not think so, you may not realize it, but every one of us who have been drawn unto Him, we were drawn unto Him through the Holy Ghost, through conviction, amen, and we were called. That was our calling, come unto me. Huh? Did you hear it? Come unto me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on. The Lord is calling unto us. Calling us to come out of this world and to follow Him. To be sanctified. Not a really, in years gone by, I think they made it really complicated, but it just means separated unto the Lord. What are you separated unto? You separated unto your video games. You separated unto uh, your uh, activities outside of the church. Or you separated unto the Lord. Huh? I want to be separated, sanctified. Notice this, it says sanctified by God the Father. Separated. And so, it says, mercy and peace and love be multiplied unto you. Do you know the Lord can multiply those things? We can have more of those things. And he goes on in verse 3. He uh, said that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Huh? Earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I appreciate where we are at, where we've come from. I thank the Lord. 
Now, I don't think some of you might believe the same way, but I thank the Lord for Martin Luther. Yes. I thank the Lord for all of those older saints, for John Bunyan. I thank the Lord for the Protestant movement. I even thank the Lord for some, for some of them old uh, saints that were in the Catholic Church before they knew they were Catholic, I think. <laughs> Come on. You quiet on me. The Catholic Church was not always such a wicked church. There was a time. Early on, it was the church. It was the church of Peter. Are y'all listening to me? Some of you, thank you for those shaking their heads. Okay? But the rest of you, huh? it was the church. I don't know if Peter was the first uh, uh, bishop there or if Paul was. Uh, I don't know. But there was a church at Rome. And there were other churches too. But I thank the Lord for where we are at. That now we are in a place we're not bound by organization. We're not bound by uh, rules and regulations that change from year to year. They get voted on. Hey, Amen. I don't know about you, but early on, I voted for this right here. Yeah. This is my organization. This is my rules to live by. Amen. And uh, I appreciate the Lord for that. Amen. This book also warns us that there are some who crept in unawares. Huh? People have come in. I'm going to tell you something I learned about church. In church... There are people that come and there are people that go. There are some that come and go and they go. Nothing wrong with the way they went. I miss Corey and them. You know. They went to another church to serve. There's others who left to go and do other mission work. I, I don't have a problem with it. But there have been quite a few that have come and they were out there in the world. Living like the world. Acting like the world. Amen. You ever had somebody question, are you really saved? You ever had someone question that? People tell you, yeah, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. But then you just let them get out from underneath the church a little bit. And they act like all the other heathens. Come on. You know what that says? We prove we prove in ourselves yes. what we are. Amen. And so, I hope you're proven that you're a child of God. And so there are men who have crept in unawares who were before ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Lasciviousness. That's wantonness. That is um, lustful type living in a way. Really and truly when you get into it and get to digging into that word, it's talking about attracting 
We used to say the opposite sex, but we're living in a mixed up world today. Huh? There are some that turn the grace of God into that lasciviousness. Let me tell you something about the Lord. When He comes, He's calling us out of adultery and out of fornication, out of homosexuality, and any other type of sexual sin there may be out there. The Lord's calling us out of that to live for Him, to live according to His Word. Amen. And so, those who preach that it's okay for a man and a man to get married, it's contrary to the Word of God. Or for a woman and a woman to get married, that's contrary to the Word of God. But what about our happiness? That's what he's talking about right there. There are some that have crept in unawares. Ungodly men and women. And so, there is grace. I thank the Lord for the grace. What is that grace? That grace is able to cover all our sins. He is able to deliver us out of every uh, form of bondage. Uh, If it's sexual bondage, if it's uh, some kind of monetary bondage, or if it whatever it might be, an addiction to, to different drugs, God's able to call us and give us grace to come out of that. He's not given us grace to continue therein, but to come out. And so, here Jude points out several things, and I'm not going to try to uh, preach on all of these verses here. But he talks about how that uh, the Lord led the children of Israel out of Egypt. But there are some that didn't make it those 40 years and were buried in the desert. Why? Because they wanted to go back. Wanted to go back. Folks, when you get saved, you got to keep going forward. But oh, Brother Jeff, this test and trial is so hard. You want to get out of that test and trial? Go forward. (laughs) Keep walking. Amen. Keep going. If you'll keep going, the Lord will bring that test and trial to an end. You'll be out of that in a while. Amen. But if you stop and cry and give up in the middle of that mud puddle, that's where you'll stay. You got to keep going. And so it goes on. He says, even as those in Sodom and Gomorrah, verse 7, the cities, uh, the manner of living, giving themselves over to fornication. That's talking about sexual relationships and, and, and things like that before marriage. Going after strange flesh. Uh, a nod toward homosexuality. And are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. They've located Sodom and Gomorrah, I believe. They found a place that they, they got to notice and it kind of looked like buckshot in the stone walls. But you know what? They found it wasn't buckshot. It was these little nodules of sulfur that were so hot that it penetrated through that stone and found itself there. 
There is an eternal hell. We, I, you, I hope, want to avoid that place. I want to make heaven my home. I don't want to be in that place that was designed for Satan and all of the demons that followed after him. I want to make it to heaven. And by His grace, I can and you can too. Then it goes on and says, Likewise, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignitaries. Oh, help us in America today. Huh? Filthy dreamers. You ever had somebody tell you, Oh, I, I had a vision or a dream, and, and it was. And when they begin to tell you, if you're a Christian, you realize that is not of God. That is of the devil. There are some dreams that come by that the Lord gives to us, but there are also some dreams that are of the devil. And He can make them just as real, just as uh, uh, getting your attention as the Lord can. The only thing, it'll be for doing evil and wickedness. And so these filthy dreamers that defile the flesh. That, I looked up that word defile in the Greek. It means to die or to, or to uh, stain or to tinge. But really and truly here, it's talking about... Um, Despising dominion. Huh? Do you get upset when somebody tells you, don't do that? Well, I'm 60 years old. Don't you tell me what I can do or what I can't do. Mm. Let me tell you, we need to learn to be subject to the powers that are over us. Okay? Now, if our government comes across and says you can't be a Christian and you can't read the Bible, talking about, amen, is that when it says you shouldn't be committing these sexual sins, you shouldn't be uh, committing crimes, you shouldn't be committing murder, perjury. Who knows what perjury is? It's when you lie and they got the goods on you and they know what you really said. Come on, a lie. But they despise dominion and speak evil of dignitaries. I'll be honest with you. I'm just being absolutely honest with you. There are times, there are some officials in our government associated with our government. It's my dad used to say, if you can't say anything good about him, don't say anything at all. Okay? We're not supposed to be talking evil of dignitaries. These are the signs of people who are not of the Lord. Huh? If you're a Democrat, you can't talk against the Republicans. Come on. And if you're a Republican, you better be careful about talking about the Democrats. Come on. Off the record, all of them are kind of crazy. But still, we're not supposed to speak evil of them. Okay? 
The Lord didn't send us down to run politics. He sent us down to be the church. He called us. He's called us to be the church. Let the church be the church. What is that talking about? That means we're to help the broken. We're to help the downtrodden. We're to help sinners. Amen. We're to try to bring them the truth and bring them up and out that they might come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Let me tell you something. You might not have a penny to your name, but if you've got Jesus, you are rich. You are rich. Amen. Verse 10, But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Be careful you are not corrupted by the things of this world. Amen. Jesus said, he said, "War, there'd be wars and rumors of wars. Come on. There'd be marrying and giving in marriage. What else did he say? This is not yet the end. There's more to come. You say, well, Brother Jeff, how can we hold on? We can hold on. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are able to overcome all things through Christ Jesus that lives in us. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. We are able to overcome it. And then he says, Woe unto them that have gone the way of Cain. You remember Cain and Abel? Huh? Brothers. Huh? Brothers. But Cain got jealous, envious, of his brother. They had words somewhere out in the woods. And Cain slew his brother. He died. He cared, he buried him. But the Lord knows. The Lord sees it all. <clears throat> then there's the era of Balaam. I thought several times, you read about Balaam and the things that were done. And if half the things he said that he said were done through him, he would have been a mighty prophet. But, but, oh, don't let our life be punctuated with a but. But he ran after gain, money, fame, position, there are some uh, who have said that possibly he was uh, promised to be a king over a city or something. don't know. But I can tell you, he went the wrong way. And then there's the gainsaying of Korah. You know what Korah said? Moses, I'm as good as you are. We're kin. God can speak to me just as good as He can speak to you. Because the Lord set down that line Teresa was talking about and basically said, we're going to prove which one is which. Huh? And Moses said, the Lord is going to do a new thing. 
And he said he's going to open up the earth. And he's going to, all of those who are on the wrong side are going to be dropped directly into hell. And you would think, that's just craziness. That'll never happen. The game saying of Korah. <laughs> we fell there. It's amazing that Korah's children didn't go with them. They knew what the right side was. Hallelujah. Amen. We can read about Korah's children and their singing over in Psalms. Amen. And so going on. Then it said, these are spots in your feasts of charity. Mm. Spots, little spots. Isn't that what you always think about, spots? But you, I didn't, sometimes you just don't realize the meaning of some words. But this word spots in the Greek means a rock. Over which the sea crashes. Huh? It's a rock. It's like on a precipice falling down onto the rocks. It is a place that is dangerous. And we don't, I don't know about you, I, I want to be like that man who was uh, uh, trying out to become a, um, a driver for somebody very rich, lived up on a mountain, okay? And so they, they asked one man, he said, uh, let me ask you something. How close can you drive that limousine there next to the edge of the road where it falls off? He said, I can get it within just like a quarter of an inch. He said, thank you. You may go. And another man came in. He said, I can get part of the wheel over the side of the edge and still keep going. He said, thank you. You can go. And he, another one came in. He said, what about you? How close can you get it? He said, sir, I am scared of falling off a cliff. I'll be hugging up close as far as I can to this other side. He says, you got the job. <laughs> I don't want to be trying to see how close to the edge I can get. I want to see how close to the Lord I can get. Amen. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be tripped up. I don't want to fall away. Amen. I want to hold on. Amen. And so here he talked about being careful of these spots, these things that we allow. And he said, uh, when they feast with you, they come feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water. Carried about of winds. Trees whose fruit is withered without fruit. Twice dead, plucked up by the roots. You ever been into something? An apple or a peach or something like that. And when you pulled away from it, you think, Ah! There's a worm in this thing. Huh? That's what it's talking about. I don't want that. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their shame. Wandering stars, stars, talking about people who just wander from here to there to yonder. I don't know if things are, are as bad as they used to be because we don't get many wanderers anymore through here, but there are some that just wander here, there, and yonder. Come on. 
We need to find us a home. Brother Parker, you're retired. It's okay for you to be going around some in your position and all. Amen. Visiting. But a lot of us younger Christians, we need to find a home. And we need to sit down. We need to learn of the Word of God. We need to learn how to draw into His presence. Amen. My wife and I have been strange ever since. Ever since. We never did get big buddies with all the young people that were the same age as us. We always tended toward, toward well, I'm sorry. We always tended toward the older people. Huh? The older people. We liked them older people. We would go spend time at their house talking to them, asking questions. What about this? What about that? And I'll tell you what, we would go to my Uncle Leroy's at time, we'd ask him one question, and you know what? Before we knew it, we were back in Genesis, and then he'd come all the way through to Revelations for us. Amen? Huh? We well, just ask one little question. Of course, by the end of the time, you forgot what that question was, but you've got the answer somewhere in there. Huh? We learned a lot. We learned a lot. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I know that a lot of folks like to Google or Google or whatever that is, you know. You need to find a real person and sit under them. Amen. Someone that knows the Lord. Don't pick somebody that just got saved. Don't pick somebody that's been in and out. Find somebody who's been in and been established. Been through the ups and the downs. The rough times. Because as a Christian, the Lord never promised us a cakewalk. We're going to have issues. But the Lord will give us strength to overcome all those uh, talked about Enoch being a, a prophesying that the Lord would come with 10,000 of his saints. It's actually an innumerable number. What will they be coming? They'll be coming to execute judgment and to convince all that are ungodly of all of their ungodly deeds. Hard speeches. And I want to, I want to, I think it's sometimes important for you to recognize the qualities of those who are not saved. Yeah. You ever been to the place where, you know, you realize, whoa, I've been doing this for a year or two and I thought it was okay, and it's not. So it goes on and says, these are. Murmurers, complainers, grumblers. Come on. If you're around somebody that's grumbling and complaining all the time, they may be going going on with the Lord, but they're struggling. Walking after their own lusts. It's difficult pastoring folks today. 
You know why? A lot of folks, you say one little thing and they say they give you the hand. Bye. Huh? Goodbye. I'm 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 history. I'm gone. Huh? They're walking after their own lust. And their mouths are speaking great swelling words. Several years ago we had a young young person that came and was among us and oh the things that they said almost make you think he was more spiritual than the pastor about the healing and all the faith and all that and then they'd get sick well show me that's what I tell them show me come on when we make a claim we need to be the possessor of what we're claiming are y'all understand what I'm talking about? Okay. <clears throat> Said they had great swelling words having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. I want to impress this person because they are fill in the blank. They'll help me get a bunch of places to preach. They'll help me get a bunch of places to sing. Come on. Yeah. Better be careful. That's right. Better stay true to what God's called us. Yeah. Amen. True. Many years ago, when we were starting the church, had there was a, a pretty rich person in town here that offered to help come finance us, and we was po po po, and um. Sounded pretty good until he started laying out some of the things he wanted us not to preach and not to say. And one of the things said, he said, if you'll just take that name holiness off, I think we can help you out. Uh, had to go. Had to go. Oh, we were still poor after that. <laughs> oh, yes. I kept inviting them, come on, you can come to church, be with us. No, no, thank you. Huh? Wow. One word. He'd been married 45 some odd years, used to be a preacher, but within a couple of years of that, he backslid. He divorced his wife, married some other younger woman, ruined his life. I don't know about you, but I want to go God's way. Right, right. God's way sometimes kind of, kind of cuts across me. Yeah. Amen. There's been a lot of times I've been under preaching that I'm thinking, whoo, uh, he, he's preaching right at me. And he might have been. I don't know. And it was rough. Yeah. Do you know what? I prayed through it. Yeah. You know what the old preachers used to say? If I can't preach you happy, I'll preach you mad. You remember that, Brother Parker? Huh? You didn't ever do that, did you? That's huh? what they used to say. Huh? If I can't preach you happy, I'll preach you mad. You say, what good is that? Well, back then, the way people were is, you know, you're not going to tell me that I'm not saved or whatever. I'm going to prove to you. And they wouldn't give you the hand. They would come back. They're mad. Come back. And eventually, a lot of times, we see the Spirit of God begin to crack. 
in that person. Yes. There were a bunch of preachers that made me mad. <laughs> One got through. The Lord did. That's right. <clears throat> I better hurry on. I think I'm just rambling now. Uh, thank you, Brother Robert. Uh, <clears throat> having men's admiration because of advantage. Mockers in the last time. Now, folks, we had some young people here this morning. I went over and asked them. I said, you know, do you know the Lord? Oh, yeah. I asked them. I said, so if you should die right now, would you make it to heaven? Or would the Lord say, I don't even know you? The one boy that had some advertisement for some kind of murderous Halloween movie on it. Did y'all even notice that? Oh, yeah. Huh? He said, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so I asked the other guy. I had two big diamonds in his ears. I said, what about you? He said. But the whole time we get to preaching, they're making fun. Don't write them off. That's right. Don't give up on them. Yeah. Come on. The Lord hadn't give up on you. That's right. Don't give up on them. That's right. Amen. We're going to have to deal with a lot of different people. Amen. Yeah. But oh, I thank the Lord. He did not give up on me. Oh, yeah. Amen. So many times he should have just cast me on out. But no, he pursued me. He kept loving me. Amen. He kept saying, come up a little higher. Yeah. Amen. And so, then it talks about these who separate themselves. Folks, God's church is to fellowship. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's your definition of fellowship, Brother Jeff? Two fellows in a ship. How do you like that? Huh? Two peas in a pod. Two melons in a field at one time. That's an inside joke. I'm sorry. I need to stick to preaching. <clears throat> But if we separate ourselves and we aren't part of the body of Christ, the devil will tell you, I'm doing good. Oh yeah, I'm watching these televangelists. I'm listening to wholeness.com. I'm doing all that. You can't get it and keep it with such. If you're sick and you can't go, that'll help. But that won't keep you you need to be part of the church, part of the body of Christ. Amen. Yes. The church is not necessarily these walls there. It's the people that are here. We need one another. Need y'all. Amen. And said, 18, walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. One definition of that was um, sensitive. You ever had somebody who always walking around with a chip on their shoulder? And the least little thing you say, yeah. boop, come on. 
Don't get offended. Yeah. Don't be offended at me. Come on. I, don't, I try not to get offended at you. And if I do get offended at you, I'll pray through. I'll forgive me. I love you. Come on back. I'm talking about the difference between the true church and the false church. Notice this too. Having not the Spirit. (laughs) I've been to a bunch of churches and I guess Brother Parker this is the way we should be. I wish you weren't in here. I'm always referring to you now. But anyway, Brother Parker, the elder. Amen. Uh, You know, there's a a lot of churches I've been to, they had choirs, they had a bunch of singing, but there was nothing. Dead. Dead. Come on. I didn't feel nothing. Huh? We are blessed. We may not have a lot, but I'm going to tell you, the Spirit of the Lord comes by here. He blesses us. It's not based on who we are or how great we are. No, no, no. But we put a premium on the Holy Ghost. We put a premium on Him being in our midst. We put a premium on reaching out. I don't know about you. I've got rid of all my addictions. Quit smoking. People ask ask me at the doctor's office, did you ever smoke? Yeah. When did you quit? I don't know. I was 18 when I quit. At my age, they just say it's like you never smoked. <laughs> did you drink? Based on the last answer, I tell them no. I don't drink. One person said, asked me, did one doctor asked me, he said, do you drink? I said, yeah. He said, really? What do you drink? I said, I drink too much iced tea. And now it's too much iced tea with sweetener in it. Got rid of the sugar. Amen. I want the Holy Ghost. Yes. I don't want to be just an average, air quote, Christian. I want to keep and have the Holy Ghost. Ah, when you have the Holy Ghost, strange things happen around you all the time and you're wondering, what what in the world's going on here? It's because you got the Holy Ghost. Somebody come up to you and say, are you a preacher? Do you mind praying for me? Huh? What happens when you got the Holy Ghost? Or somebody, Teresa goes walking through some of these stores and she says, I must just have a big sign on my back, come talk to me if you've got problems. (laughs) People stop her and say, Oh, you look not like a Christian. You know, would you pray for me? And start telling her about all the stuff going on. Huh? Come on. Folks, that's what we've been promised. We've been promised. There's so much more to, uh, to uh, serving Christ than just saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Help me to be a Christian. There's so much more. That's just the first baby step. 
Then we're to grow through, amen, to draw closer unto God. The old timers would say to be sanctified, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Some people sit down at that. No, that's just the beginning too. To go on, amen, and to be a witness and to be alive, amen, to show the love of God toward others. What is our purpose here on earth? To bring glory unto Him. Come on. That's your purpose in life. I want to do that. I want to be that reflection. So that brings me back to my text. I'm just about finished. Aren't you glad? But ye beloved, Building up yourselves. If you're counting on coming to church for a few hours during the week, believe it or not, it doesn't take as long as the devil tries to make you think it does. Okay? A couple hours on Sunday morning, a couple hours Sunday night, a couple hours uh, Wednesday night, then at other activities. It's not a whole lot. But that's not going to be enough to keep you. It says, but ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Building yourself up. It's not saying... Oh, Jeff Butler, you're so good. You're so handy. No! That's not building yourself up. That's going to cause you to lose out with God. Building yourself up. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Huh? Have you thanked the Lord for something today? Thank you for letting me rise. Thank you for letting me to wake up in my right mind. Thank you for helping me to be able to go to church. Thank you for helping me to go to work. Thank you for helping me to go here and back here. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for food on the table. Thank you, Jesus. But oh, can I tell you the greatest thing to thank Him for? Thank you for your presence. Woo! To feel His presence next to us. Call his name and to feel him right then and there. It goes on, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves. Come on. You got it. Now my wife claims I do this all the time. I don't see it. But you know, when you're riding down the road, there are two lanes on the road. Uh, if you're on a two-lane road, there's a yellow markers here. And if you want to survive, the best thing for you to do is stay in your lane. Okay? Teresa says I swerve a little bit. I, I don't think I do, but that's what she tells me. And so you've got to keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep your. How do you do that? By loving God. Brother Jeff, that's weird. No, it's not weird. Can you love your enemies? 
only when you keep yourself in the love of God. Can you love others when they treat you wrong? Only when you stay in the love of God. Amen. If you can't uh, imagine doing that, just remember when the Lord came by and saved you. Remember that feeling, how it felt, how good it felt. I don't know about how you felt when you got saved, but I remember I was a dirty sinner. One of the things I had prayed when I went to the altar that particular night, I said, Lord, help me see myself the way you see me. That was a strange request. I kind of thought I'd never heard nobody say anything like that before. But you know what? He did. And it was awful. It was awful. Death all over me. Huh? You ever seen somebody with pop marks and infection, sickness all over them? Huh? I looked worse than that. That was sin in my life. And when I prayed through, I said, Oh Lord, please save my soul. He answered that prayer. Just like He'll answer your prayer. He's just waiting on it. Huh? Save me, Jesus. You know what you're saying? Rescue me from the devil. Rescue me from this cave. Rescue me, Lord, from this life. Amen. Save me, Lord. Amen. He died. He laid down His life that you might be saved. And that I might be saved. So keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. I didn't find a place about when this was written. But I can tell you, shortly after baptism of the Holy Ghost came and the Gospel spread out, and Jesus' brothers were still alive, a great persecution came. There was a lot of junk going on during that time. And he's saying right there, keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for that mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Amen. James the Apostle, he had already died by this time. Come on. Killed as a martyr. Stephen killed as a martyr. Many martyrs. And then it said, and of some having compassion, making a difference. Amen. I'll be honest with you, that's the way I like to preach things, is to have a compassion for people. Because I'm going to tell you, that's what drew me, was the love and the care of my Savior. But it is, it is, it's right here. It says, and others saved with fear. Well, you're just trying to scare me. You're trying. Personally, I don't try that. I don't think. But it is a legitimate way to letting people know where you're at and where you could be. It says, Others say with fear, pulling them from the fire. People don't aren't telling you about hell. 
not telling you about demons and, and the, demoni, uh, the demoniacs and the, and the awful spirits that are out there. But oh, it may scare us a little bit, but oh, they're trying to pull you out to let you know what's going on. It says, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh, corrupted flesh. You're giving your heart and your life to the Lord. Who in here has done that? Huh? You're giving your heart and life to the Lord. I want you to listen to this. Now unto him that is able. I used to lift up some weights. I'm not much on all that now. Huh? But I know someone that can lift up the world. As a matter of fact, I know the person that keeps the world spinning. Holds back the oceans. Amen. Causes the clouds and the storms to come by. Amen. The Bible said that the, the storm clouds are the dust of his feet. Woo! I'm talking about Jesus. Yeah. Talking about my God. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Falling away from God. Tripping up. Um, backsliding, leaving out of God. Now to Him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. Huh? Faultless. It's going to be a strange thing. I want to use you as an example. Okay? Remind me of you as an example? Okay, come stand up here because you're kind of short. I want everybody to be able to see the tournament. Okay? Huh? The Lord, the Lord, when you come before the Lord and you're facing Him, He's not going to say, I don't know how you made it up here. You know, you were one of the sorriest rascals there was. Great story. Jesus is not going to say that. That's right. Jesus is not going to say that. He's going to say, Why? Oh, Lord, talking to his father, Father, this is one of mine. This is one, amen, that I saved out of the fire. One that I saved from sin. Oh, Lord, isn't he wonderful? Isn't he wonderful what I've done for him? Yes. He's going to be happy, joyous. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to come up and bring up all our stuff. That's right. He won't. Yeah. He's not going to do all that. Right. But instead, He is going to keep us from falling and present us as if we have Never sin. Yes. Praise God. Yes. yes. Huh? Why does the devil come up and bring it back up to your remembrance all the time? Well, you remember when yeah. you did this. Yeah. The Lord is going to remember. That's right. He washes all of those uh, sins away. It's as if you've never done them. God is able to save us, to bring us out, amen, to keep us from falling and backsliding. We don't have to fall. We don't have to backslide. If we do trip up, God's there. He'll set us up one more time. 
Amen. And He's able to present us faultless. Isn't He perfect? Isn't He wonderful? Huh? Handsome? Takes after His mom. Anyway. They used to say that about ladies too. To present you faultless, Teresa, come on, get me out of here. To present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. Joy! Joy. Huh? Are you glad about your salvation? Oh, yeah. You need to be. Need to be happy that God saved us. Amen. And then he ends up to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory. Just stop right there. How do you describe glory? Teresa and I were down, and uh, from where we were staying at, you could see the sunrise coming up. In the morning. Glory. <laughs> Starts off kind of red. Gets higher and higher. And before long, it's just full of glory. Huh? To the only wise God and our Savior be glory, majesty. That's why all of us, not all of us, but why a lot of folks like to keep up with the King. I'm sorry, the Queen and with all of that going on over in England because of the majesty. That's just a false majesty. God's majesty is so much greater. Dominion and power. I want to tell you something, especially those who are just trying to serve God. I want you to know something. There is nothing that can take that can take your salvation. God is all powerful. But I do want to let you know you can give it up. You can make that choice to deny Jesus and to dance with the devil. He's got all power. He's able to keep you. Yes, He is. Keep you to the very end. I know, I know we live in such a wicked world. Now this I don't know, but I've read a little bit about. I hadn't seen a Hollywood movie since like 1982. And I'm not interested in any suggestions. But I know in some of the movies, because I've read, like I said, about things, that there are times that people in their movie, when something wicked is coming at them, they may call on the name of Jesus. Yeah. And they just laugh at it. I want to tell you the truth, though. The gates of hell cannot destroy what Jesus has given to you. That's right. 
That wicked thing, it may take your life, but it can't take your salvation. And I'm going to tell you what I believe. Teresa and I went off for a whole week. And I never pulled out my little Glock that I just got. Because I left it at the house. Huh? You want to pack what's faster than a gun? Faster than a knife? You know, if you draw a gun on a guy that's got a knife, the chances are he can get you before you get shooting him. That's right. That's true. Huh? Do you know what's faster than all that? Jesus. Holy Ghost. Yes. Jesus! Hallelujah. I could have, there, there are just hundreds of uh, instances where uh, people were attacked or something was going on, and the person cried out, Jesus, help me! And the attackers fled. Yes. Hallelujah. God's able. He's able to keep us. I don't even wear a body armor. Not that it would look good on me. But uh, instead, I would rather wear Jesus. Amen. The armor of God, the breastplate, the shield, the helmet. Amen. I told you this was going to be a pastoral thing. I did tell Brooklyn. She would have texted me. I would have found something else. But it must have been for you. All right. Let's stand all across the house. I don't want to. I don't know the condition of everybody here. You know? I'd like to think everybody that I see is saved. But the sad thing is, there may be someone right here tonight that won't make it to heaven. So I want to give you an opportunity right now to come and to ask Jesus to save you. You're not joining a church. No, that won't save you. Give you an opportunity to come unto Jesus to repent of your sins, to ask Him to come and live in your life and to direct you in all that you do. That's basically being your God, your Lord. And I want to tell you something. Others may tell you differently, but I want to tell you something. God hears your prayer. And it's not hard at all to pray all the way through first time. So while we sing this wonderful song, if you feel the Lord drawing you, be saved. Why don't you come and pray? Kneel at this altar. The only other place that I ever remember seeing growing up where they knelt was the Episcopal Church. And I went to this holiness Pentecostal church, and they're coming to an altar. What is this? I figured it out. You're coming. And you're kneeling before God in repentance. And you're showing Him you're abasing yourself and saying, Lord, I am nothing and you are all. Take me, Lord. Save me. Change me.
Thank you. 